Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. So, Andy, Roma, they begin 2021 in good fashion. Uh, I mean, if you were looking for aesthetically pleasing football, I can understand if you were <laughs> if you were left disappointed, but... They win, and ultimately, that's the only thing that we care about. My only gripe is that every time Roma, every time that they face either Sampdoria or Chievo Verona, it always seems like it is the shittiest (laughs) weather imaginable. Yep. I mean, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking yesterday, the first thought that pops into my head is in when you know those situations in California with the droughts and the wildfires. The only thing you need to do then is to have Roma play Sampdoria in the middle of the <laughs> desert, and you can bet your ass it will start to rain as as soon as the whistle blows. It, it's incredible. It, it, I every time it, it, you can almost like guarantee it. I don't know if the books if they allow betting uh, on what the weather's going on to weather. be like. <laughs> no, but I don't think so. My gosh, if they did allow that, I'm fairly certain that would be some of the easiest money uh, a human can make i i just it's astonish it's astonishing just and it's not only time. and it's not only in genova i mean this happens in the olimpico this is this it's it's it, whenever you play genoa or samp this is the weather you get no matter if you play in liguria or in lazio region mm. I, you're ex- exactly right um, and I've always thought that it's the same way when they face Kievo too. Every time it's Kievo, there's never good weather. Now, there's never good weather in Veneto to begin with. So even <laughs> when it happens at the Olimpico, it's still, it's just astonishing. But they get the win. Um, I, I don't know as far as how many massive conclusions we're drawing from that. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> so to speak, just because, again, the weather was so terrible. Watching that ball labor its oh. way with every yeah. single pass. I, I don't know about you, Andy, but I, I they can't They were kicking up water. That. Like, yeah, they, if you look at some of the slow uh, motion action from yesterday's game, there there are instances where the the the, the ball just sits. It doesn't it doesn't even it, it doesn't even touch the grass. It just sits in the grass. It's so oh, I, I hate watching that. It sucks. And it's, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it must feel like to play like that for ninety minutes. Awful, absolutely awful. But nonetheless, they win. Ranieri, <laughs> that was that was about as typical of a Ranieri performance as you yes. get. My God, I, maybe you just see it when you're on the other side of it. But holy, is there anybody more frustrating? Because that guy. It doesn't even matter how shit his team is. He just gets you in a stranglehold tactically. And it is boring, but my word, it is effective. He almost pulled it off. Uh, What did you take from that one? Because, again, I I think I I don't know how many conclusions we're drawing from that other than the fact that they won and other than the fact that this was when the slide of last season really began. So obviously a positive that they didn't allow themselves to, for the moment at least, sink back into that trend of last season. 
correct me if I'm if I'm wrong because I don't want to say something that is, is is false. But I do believe that this is the first time since I pr- probably Spalletti's uh, last Roma, so beginning of 2017, that we 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 come back after the the winter break um, with a win. Mm. I, that is I, alarming. Is that true? I I did I, not know that. I think it there there is a high probability that 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 is true because with with Di Francesco's Roma, um, Fonseca's last year, it was it, the only memories that come back to me are of um, really just capitulations, like uh, pretty pretty painful defeats or disappointing draws. Um, and yesterday, I had this man. I had this feeling. I was watching this game, and it's you're playing against the Ranieri side. That yesterday, I believe they had like uh, nine men in the midfield. I mean, it was just <laughs> so clogged up there. It, it, you know, it, it, it was. I I don't know how he does it, but and probably that was the best thing for us to go from Di Francesco to having that 12-game stretch with Ranieri because that team was only capable of doing just that, of of clogging up. And um, Sampdoria uh, in yesterday's match did exactly that. They mm. were very effective. I they There were two instances where I could say they looked dangerous. Um, besides that, Roma had this... I was watching it. Uh, terrible weather. Ranieri led team. And we're about... Around the 67th minute, 70th, and this Roma team, despite being uh, zero to nothing, right? Nothing. It was. It was. It was. It looked like it was gonna be a draw or maybe a late game Purgino. You know, you never know with this <laughs> with Sampdoria. And this this Roma team, they look calm. Uh, something that I I I rare I've rarely seen in the last few years in these types of games where it's really rough, everything is not going your way. I mean, it, it, the weather is shit. The ball just just you can't hit the target. You're squandering chances left and right, and um, Roma always looked uh, sort of frustrated. Uh, Maybe sometimes even intimidated by by the fact that they they felt helpless, you know, they felt powerless. Um, they couldn't find solutions. This Roma team looked very organized, despite the fact that for seventy minutes they just could not um, find the way to the goal. And mm. and I I I I really rarely remember something like that. Having that feeling that wow, this is, I'm looking at a Roma that is confident, uh, despite the disappointing results so far. It's looking confident, and it's we have only twenty minutes remaining till the end of the game. How often can you say that about Roma? Of of them really f- looking organized, uh, even when the result is not going their way. That w- that's why I think the 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 celebrations for for Zirka's goal were so uh, just so amped up. Everybody mm. was was just felt a big relief because Roma deserved that result. And I want to build upon what you just said, the not getting frustrated, showing calm, showing character, not letting yourself lose your head. It's funny you mention that because I think they had every reason to be frustrated, to be annoyed, to essentially lose their head from the Romas that we've seen previously. I believe depending on the the website that you looked at but i think just about every 
source that I, I checked, they had Roma's expected goals, their XG over 2.3. So what I'm looking at right now is understat.com. They had it at 2.41. And to be honest with you, I actually was surprised when I looked after the match that it was that low. How many chances did it seem like Jekyll missed? And to go along with what you said, Andy, uh, it looked like it was going to be one of those matches again where um, the the opposing goalkeeper pulls off a pretty good performance now. The the one-headed right. attempt by Jekyll, it, it wasn't that great. but Then the crossbar was... by, by Smalling. Exactly, exactly. Pellegrini had a couple of chances. So it seemed like this was the typical recipe of what we've seen in previous Roma meltdowns where they squander chances or the other goalkeeper pulls one out of his backside. But I couldn't agree more with what you said. This was one of the few times where you actually saw a Roma that was extremely composed and it seemed like they didn't allow themselves to drop. And oddly enough, and I, I don't know if you felt this too, but... I didn't feel the anxiety that I have previously with all of these other matches. I mean, I, I keep going back to the one of last season against Torino because that's how I thought this one was going to go, especially after Jekyll missed those chances and same with Pellegrini. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel the panic. And maybe it's because you didn't see the players panicking. Do you think there's yeah. anything in that? Or do, or do you think, I, I guess I, I guess the better question is, is this a new Roma? Are they have they grown? I guess is the thing we we should be asking ourselves. Oh, they 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 have definitely grown in when it comes to these games, and we've talked about it in the previous episodes where we we analyzed the the Napoli defeat, the the, the disappointing uh, draw against Juventus. Um, how how Roma, you know, what the record is of Roma against big sides, and you know, following the. the, the <laughs> the complete uh, capitulation against Atalanta, um, but when it comes to these games, we see a different Roma, and yes, it's it's further proof of that. Um, obviously, I don't want to jinx anything, so just saying it. Uh, but but this is a Roma that against these sides, against in in these games that are winnable, they look like they know that these games are winnable. They they yesterday, twenty minutes to go. Usually, when 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 there there is rain, when the opponent is a team that has nine men in the midfield, everybody in the defense, um, everybody man marking, putting the pressure on, you can't find solutions. Um, Bruno Perez offering next to nothing on the left side. Unfortunately, you you start to panic and you start to see the players panic, and this Roma doesn't do that. So far, they haven't done that. They haven't lost their heads against these smaller sides. Um, they've they've learned to come back in these games. They've learned to uh, end these games when they were supposed to be ended. Um, they they learned how to put you know the foot on the gas and escape with and run away with the result. And um, yesterday it, it was that you didn't. You know, you didn't hear anybody say, "Oh, Sampdoria maybe deserved a better result." No, they did not. No way. No this way. was this was a game where Roma came in and um, really dismantled Sampdoria as as well as they could have um, with all the under all the circumstances. 
and the result was definitely deserved. And I think that, uh, you know, it's it's an encouraging thing because these games um, at this at this time of the year are always the trickiest because, yes, you can have player, all the players in the world looking up to the match against Inter. You can have the coach feeling the pressure for those games, but that makes it even more difficult to focus on these smaller sides um, where you automatically feel superior for the, whatever reason. And, and, and instead, yesterday, it was, it was a game of, of players that knew their worth, knew the opponent's qualities and, and, and just characteristics, and they went about their business. And it, it was, you know, despite the result, despite the shitty weather, I'm actually looking forward to rewatching this game. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, uh, there I, don't know I said. If I'm... It. <laughs> okay, I I don't know if I'm going that far, but okay, f- fair enough. Um, I wanted to talk about something. So you, after the Atalanta match, and we had that episode where we talked about Roma's record and Fonseca's record against the big sides. Um, we had a couple of people send us messages on, on social media and the the patron group, and they were saying, well. You know, you can still finish in the top four by dropping points against the big sides. You can, as long as you beat the provinciales are well-known, you can finish in the top four. And other than my point being, it's fun to win those big matches. You know, of course, as supporters, we like seeing Roma beat the likes of Juve, Inter, so on and so forth. From that standpoint, though, I, I, I guess to discuss or debate that counterpoint of theirs is that something you're on board with i mean mathematically they're absolutely correct that is true i i don't know if maybe we overreacted or we're making too much of a deal of fonseca and roma struggles over the past two seasons against the big sides do you do you think that is the case do you think maybe we are making too much of it because if we're simply basing on the sample size and what we have to judge this season upon. I mean, they are getting it done against the sides that if we're being, if we're being honest with ourselves, Andy, the match like yesterday is one that they typically drop points in. Uh, and you can find numerous examples throughout the season of a match that you would expect a typical Roma to lose or draw against a much inferior opponent. Well, I, I always stood by my, my, my statement that this is a Roma team that has yet to learn again to, to win those big games. This is a this is a, a Roma team that despite certain qualities and because of a lot of flaws that are still there, they're still present, they cannot be ignored, um, has yet to learn again the how to win how to how to uh, be just as effective in these big games as they have been in the smaller games and and but the the, the thing what surprises me in in these smaller games is that i don't i don't feel as as threatened as i felt say a year ago when i you know when i go into a game against cagliari or sampdoria i know that this roma team w- will most likely get the job done. So far, we've seen that. I mean, I don't have the statistics at hand, but, you know, our points, the the, the fact that we are in third place right now is mostly due because we've learned 
to to play react to these smaller sides um even when we fall in behind we've learned to come back against them that again is something that this team didn't do a year ago so there is there is for sure there is improvement and now the 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 trick is to continue to not let up because you, i mean you were looking at the table the situation right now is great um lazio again are slowing down Atalanta have been pretty inconsistent. I mean, they've rattled us. They've rattled uh, Cagliari by, of, of good old uh, Eusebio. Um, Napoli look inconsistent, but you never know. And everybody is in the mix. Everybody has that same attitude of yours. You cannot let up. And uh, Roma right now, I think, in, are in a very good position where they can certainly feel more confident when going into these games, when, for example, now they're looking at the Crotone game. There is no excuse to to, to lose points against Crotone, um, even though it's a team that gave Juve problems, uh, initially gave gave Inter problems. Um, so it's it, these are definitely games that I, I as a fan, I've, I've changed the feeling going into these games. I don't feel like, oh, my God, you know, we're... We're gonna get blasted or something. I've learned to to feel more confident, and I'm sure the players have learned that too. Can we just talk about some of the performances that Roma are getting from guys that typically find themselves on the receiving end of jokes, memes, criticism? The first one is Karsdorp. Uh, this is it, it is astonishing, and. <laughs> When Florenzi went to PSG, we all know that for certain players, um, they have a very strong base, I think, is probably the most politically correct way I can say say what I'm trying to express. Um, it, it, is, it is interesting that Roma received a lot of criticism when they sold Florenzi to PSG for what was it, nine, for a loan option to buy uh, for, for, for nine, nine and a half millions. Yep. Uh, uh, and it seemed like, oh my gosh, how could we possibly be going forth with Karstorp and your friend Bruno? Uh, this seems like a recipe for failure. And then I'd also like to add Cristante to that mix. Uh, without question, he had the greatest sequence of action I've ever seen in my life where he powers through the referee and just pushes him out of the way. Gr- greatest piece of play he's had at Roma uh, since joining. But he, he was incredibly effective too. And it, it, I want to add VR to that. Not not to say that you know we didn't expect much from him or I don't know that, that he gets criticized a lot because it's not the case. I, I think most people tend to rate him quite highly. But I don't know what it is about him. Uh, yesterday, you talked about composure. Uh, I thought VR, the 23-year-old VR, was among the most composed and mature that Roma had on the pitch. And I was so impressed with him once again. And he just continues to amaze. He does. And uh, what, what what really is, is uh, out, out, outstanding about him is... Um, his ability to to read uh, the movement of the players around him, mm. uh, his 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 intelligence um, of 
what to do with the football, even under pressure. Um, he always seems to have an answer, uh, meaning whenever he gets into a tight spot, he always knows how to get out of it. And um, that's really essential for Roma to have somebody like that in the middle of the pitch, somebody that will not put Roma at greater risk, somebody that will know how to get Roma out of a, a tight spot, um, somebody that will provide extra coverage, but as well will 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 know how to, fi- how to find a solution going forward. Um, he never really makes a conservative play. Meaning, no. he, you know, even the the most difficult things, he makes them look simple. He he doesn't do he doesn't overdo. Um, again, he doesn't he doesn't put the team at greater risk. Meaning, we've seen so many times, whether it was Tiawara, whether it was Vertu, whether it was Pellegrini, makes make these stupid mistakes with a, a pass to to the defense or you know a, a, sad, a sideways pass or whatever that then would you know the the opponent would win the ball back and we'd have a counter attack on our hands and um you know we, we've seen that all that's the old story that's the that, that, that's the traditional error at the midfield mm. that Roma have have been uh, cultivating over the last few years and <laughs> For the first time in a while, I'm seeing a midfielder who actually knows that you're supposed to pass the ball forward in order to get out of a, a, a tight spot. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get the ball out of your own area um, and, and move it forward. And that, that's what he does. And he's so, again, despite really not looking the part, he's so physical and, and, and just intelligent. Something that we haven't seen, I believe, from... I don't know the times of of early Pjanic, you know the the the, the smart, quick, um, strong midfielder that that sort of provides you a little bit of everything that you need. Yeah, because uh, we know what 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 Vertu can give you. We know what Pellegrini can give you in terms of creativity and and all that. But VR is it looks like somebody that has yet to show you you know, half of what he still offers. Yeah, yeah. I, in our patron group, I, I said I couldn't help but feel as if he just emulates, at least to a certain degree, from a from a maturity, from a positional standpoint, Pizarro. He's just like the general. He's ordering people, go there, move there. I need you here. I need you there. And oh, man, it is something that Roma have been lacking for a long, long time in the midfield. So it's been an incredibly welcome sight to see that from VR. Um, Paul Lopez, clean sheet yesterday. Um, nervy on one or two moments, but I would say in the end, very, very crucial save. And <laughs> I don't know if Roma, it, let me reword that, it doesn't look like Roma at this point are going to dip into the market for a new goalkeeper and they need performances like this from Lopez. They absolutely need it because I, I think we would all agree that the little run Mirante had is more or less over. So with him for the remainder of the season, let's just assuming that does happen, how confident are you moving forward with him as the goalkeeper? Well, obviously my <laughs> my my answer can be can't be too optimistic just because of uh, last night's uh, game 
uh, or yesterday's game. Um, it just it was, you know, it was a good performance, uh, clean sheet, which will always boost your confidence as a goalkeeper. Um, that one save on on Kandreva's, uh, long shot was 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 really important, and definitely another um, confidence boost. But again, we we find ourselves in a situation where um, really the the one the one the one name that isn't certain in most starting lineups is the name of the goalkeeper, and to me, that will always be a reason for not really panic, but definitely not the the, the greatest uh, uh, morale booster to to really not know who who between the two goalkeepers will start i think napoli had a, a, a very similar situation not so mm, long ago calm, when it right? came to when it came to meret and ospina um where ospina was the one performing but meret was the big name keeper and it was again it was you didn't know who you were gonna see um and was it based on the accolades on the on or on the actual performance rome in in roma's case um we've seen both good and very bad things from from both goalkeepers and um i i I can only say i wish the best for both of them because uh, that position is so crucial for roma and again yesterday yes he was nervy but again in 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 a game like that where the ball is slippery where it's raining where it's really so the match was so tight at a certain moment and it's anything could happen even those those rare uh, occasions or rare saves by by Paulo Lopez were an additional contribution to the overall result, and you need that. You need that to happen. You cannot have the player, you know, mishandling the ball just because it's slippery or something. In these games, it's it's crucial, crucial going forward. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Whether now Fonseca will, with Mirante coming back from injury, whether now he'll stick with Paulo Lopez despite Mirante's presence. Yeah, it. I don't know. I I I think you agree with me on this, but I've seen enough of Mirante. Um, the the performance against Atalanta for just, now, yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was definitely. that was too much. Uh, so another midweek match uh, on Wednesday. Roma, they have Crotone. Wonderful Calabria. Uh, this should be pretty straightforward, right? There should be no questions asked. You go there, you get the victory, and we all know what awaits Roma at the weekend, but they can't allow themselves to look past this one because we we saw what they did to... Uh, they, they stole points off Juve, uh, in my opinion. I still think this is the worst team in the Serie A, but... This is another one where we will learn something about this Roma. Uh, if they drop points, then you would assume it was clearly because they were looking past this match. But I think this is another opportunity where we will learn, has this Roma grown, right? Yeah, especially since you're playing against a team that has a stadium um, where you can see that you can basically watch a game from a hospital room. Uh, I always love that. Unfortunately, now because of COVID, the situation is terrible. I didn't want to be a downer, but <laughs> but but I rem- I just remember some some great games there during the summer where the hospital patients would just look out the window um, and 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 have themselves a, a game. 
Um, so obviously this is a game that, that Roma have to win and they have to win. I would love, I would really expect them to win in a dominant fashion. I'm not saying you have to have, you have to end up with Inter's result against Crotone, but you definitely cannot allow Crotone to get the best out of you. You can, you cannot allow them to, to, um, to dictate the tempo, to ju- there is no excuse for fatigue nor anything else. This is a game that has to be handled uh, well in order then to go on and perhaps and hopefully surprise everybody um, facing Antonio Conte's Inter. Yeah, we'll get to that one later in the week. I, I don't want to look past Wednesday just because... Um... These are the types of matches where we've seen the Roma lose focus, and I don't know. Um, again, what I, do you I think do? This... What, what do you do, John? Do you do you sit uh, important players like, for example, a guy like Mikitarian? Do you sit him again after think... that performance in Sampdoria where he ran around the pitch? Yeah, I I think you have to rest some important pieces on Wednesday. Unfortunately. Um... The problem with Inter, too, is we know the situation they're in. They're on an incredibly, incredible winning streak. What are they up to? Eight or nine now? They they flame out of Europe. Yeah, I mean, they flame out of Europe. But now they have this one match per week, and Conte has a very long track record of being able to be extremely successful when he is focused on only one competition. So I think Roma have to grant themselves as 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 many fresh players and as many advantages as possible what would you do because i the real problem is beyond (laughs) maybe right back obviously kumbula can come into the fold if you want to rest one of the three defenders (sighs) boy you know my heart i i don't know he didn't really show much of anything yesterday i would give him a run but I do not like when you rest uh, Jekyll, Mkhitaryan, and you have to bring them on and chase a result. That is the biggest problem I have. Yeah, and also we're we're sitting here talking about that this Roma team is, is getting really good at playing against these smaller sides. Well, if the game, if these games are the winnable ones, then we should, you know, go for it against the likes of Crotone because again it's to me the the one the, the sort of the one thing that annoys me is that usually when we rest players for these big matches then the same players that were rested exactly the same they come one, off the bench yeah same ones who don't show up in the biggest game of the season or or the likes of so that's the thing is that we want to, we we are getting better at these smaller games and we want to win them. And so far, the 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 we're sitting third because mainly because we've been so good at these at winning against these smaller sides. Well, why should we risk that, or why should we rest our best players if then in the the games that supposedly count more for the fans, uh, the same players don't don't really don't really show anything. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what Fonseca does because I, I think you need, with with Inter at the weekend, I, I think you need to give some of these guys a rest. Uh, Mkhitaryan and Dzeko are the ones I'm, I'm pointing to, especially 
Vedatu as well. Uh, it, it seems like he is playing 90 minutes for every single match. Uh, he's right up there with Spinazzola as far as minutes played. So I think if you could give him a rest too, that would be ideal. But then again, valid alternatives um, are, are very, very, very few and far between. Um, maybe you give Diawara a chance, uh, but I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like doesn't seem like he's high in the pecking order at the moment so we'll um we'll have to see what Fonseca ends up doing so that is where we are going to leave it we will be back uh, before the match against Inter and after the match against Crotone so fingers crossed let's hope Roma get it done in the midweek we will talk to you in a few days until then ciao ciao Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.